You are listening to World Harvest Church's weekly podcast. WHC is a cross-cultural church with passion for reaching the lost and hurting. We are mission-minded and committed to raising up generations of mighty men and women of God. If you're in the Atlanta area, check us out on Sunday mornings at either 9 or 11.15 a.m. or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. From wherever you're listening, we hope this week's message empowers you to grow and go. Um, let's go to 1 John 5, 4 and 5. I feel the Lord just had me share on this. I'm going to be sharing today on overcoming faith. While the world is trying to overcome us, I want to just say something here, which I think is important. I'm a great reader. I like to read. And I read a lot about what the world is planning. The global reset. What's going on in the earth today? Well, you're a conspiracist theory person. Well, actually, I don't believe it's a conspiracy. It's just a plain fact. I mean, uh, I hate to say it. But here's the deal. We cannot get caught up with that so far as it's not changing my faith. Does that make sense? It's like, you know what, God? You're still on the throne, and my faith still works. So no matter what is being, con- you know, worked out behind closed doors, we know what they're doing. We know what the enemy's up to. And we know the culmination is found in the book of Revelation. It's one word, one government, one economy. And so we see it. But we can't go hide under a rock. I've had literal Christians call me. People used to go to this church. There's a meeting going on down there, but uh, we'll wait till it's over. I'll just mess. Where was I? Yeah, no, Christians cannot. Literally, people come to our church and they move to another church. They say, you know what? You heard about what's going down? I said, yeah. Well, we're just selling our house. We're buying an RV, and we're going to live in the mountains. To do what? Look at squirrels? Like, for what? No, don't you know? It's coming down. It's coming down. No, we can't live in fear. Does that make sense? We can't live, oh, my goodness. I can't get married because God knows the great reset's coming. No, let me tell you what. You just keep living your life full out. Does that make sense? Take your vacations, enjoy your life in Jesus' name, and just stand tall, and every day breathe in, breathe out, and enjoy the goodness of God. Even though we may know what's going on out there, we're not going to live under that Paul. Does that make sense? we got to live this way. We're people of faith. So we got to live an overcoming life. That's why this message is so important for this hour. Christians, get out from under the rock. Christians still living under the sofa. Is it safe to come out yet? Yeah, it's safe to come out. Is it safe to come to church? Now, I realize people are still watching me. And we love you. But I'm going to reach out. I'm going to call some people still waiting to be sure it's safe. Um, we're still living. We've lost, lost one. So I, I, I believe it's safe. Uh, hence these scriptures. Let's just read this. Four and five. Here we go. For whatever. Everybody say whatever. Let's just read it. Hey, can we? Let's just read out loud. Can, can you all see it on the screen? Let's read it out. One, two, three. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. 
And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Father, bring alive your word. Make it become real. More real than it's ever become. That we step into the very place that you've afforded us, which is to become an overcomer. It's our inheritance, our right. Thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 You know, if you notice those two verses, he uses overcome three different times. Overcome. Everybody say overcome. Overcome Overcome means to conquer. It means to attain victory. It means to win. And Jesus has given us the ability to overcome no matter what the situation. They may lock you up in a prison. They locked up Paul Paul and Silas in a prison, in the inner prison. No matter what they may do to the Christian church, you're still an overcomer because it's, it's from the heart. Amen. It's like that little mother, I mean, the mother told her son to keep him to, uh, to behave and sit down. And uh, the boy didn't want to do it. So mother said, listen, you sit down. Do you understand that? And so he finally sat down, but he had a look on his face. He said, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> we need to have that no matter what they do inside you. No one can put you down. And the Bible says, we, he says, we've been here to overcome the world. What is the world? He uses that phrase, that phrase the world. Why didn't he say the devil? We overcome the world. The world is a society that is organized under the controlling power of the evil one. He's pulling all the strings from the government on down. And he says, we can overcome the world because this devil, the Bible says, is the God of this world. And his job is always about overcoming other people to bring them under subjection, to bring heartache, to bring pain. But Jesus gives us a warning out of John 16, 33. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I did it for you. I was reading about a man who had a vision of Jesus, and Jesus said, you have no idea what it was like for me when I went to hell. I've always read scriptures about it, but theologically, people don't ever talk much about it. But he said, in hell, the the demons taunted me continually, mocked me, derided me, Try to overcome me with their words. They said, I'd miss God. Where was my father? I was now separate from my father. And if I'm the son of God, how come I now in this place called hell? They derided me. And they did, didn't do it just one time. They did it over and over and over. The devil hasn't changed tactics. You may not be in hell. But he'll use the same thing. He'll bring up your failures. He'll bring up your weaknesses. He'll always come against you. He'll talk about how you don't measure up, how you're not good enough. The the whole tactic of the devil is stream you with words that are negative. In fact, unfortunately, when we grow up, there's a lot of people that are negative to us. Maybe from school or from your family. Things have happened that wants to push you down and shrink you and try to overcome you. It's the work of hell. But my Bible says out of Colossians 2.15... 
that Jesus got to a place where he did something about it. When justice was fulfilled, the Bible says he disarmed principalities and powers. Do you understand me in hell? Jesus overcame the works of hell. And when you understand that this verse is saying, Jesus overcame the one who tried to overcome. And the very thing that he gives you and I today, when you are born again of the spirit of God, he put that overcoming spirit on the inside of you. You on the inside have victory. It's birthed into your spirit. That's why when you fight things, you can't seem to shake like sin. Like when you fight things like sickness take away, that take away your joy and your, and your ability to do things. There's something in you that's like in your spirit that ain't right. That ain't right. When you have jobs or, so, or that, when you know there's something about life, the devil will try overcome different areas and put you in boxes that you feel, I don't even fit here. But we need to get a hold of this because in the world we live in today, the devil's upping the ante. Let me really up it through social media and through the news. Yeah, I just want to make it so whenever they turn on everything, everything's getting worse. Everything's getting dark and darker. And people talk about, well, just hold on till Jesus comes. No, we're supposed to occupy till he comes. We're supposed to push back the works of darkness. And now is the time to rise up and become the overcomer God created you to be. You were created to be an overcomer. Jesus pushed back the work of hell so you could become an overcomer. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. That is in your DNA. That's who you are in your spirit. Hallelujah. Everybody say these words. Say, I was born to overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, be of good cheer. Be, you know, take courage. Don't get depressed. I've overcome the world. Be of good cheer. How do you know what I overcome? When the joy of God is on your life. If you're depressed, you're just talking about how sad things are, how bad things are. Which, by the way, is a clue. Don't suck on too much of the bad news out there. Eat the word of God. Let, the, let your faith get continually built up. I minimize how much I watch the news. I don't want to be an ignoramus, but I minimize the news. I'll say, okay, you got so much time in the week. That's it. Then zip it. Overcoming is what God has created us to inherit. It's our ability. It's what God gave us to walk in. Hallelujah. Can someone say, thank God? And so we need to understand these things and get a hold of them so that we, that we can grow in it. But he says here, it says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Everybody say our faith. Our faith, our faith is the key. Someone said, I know all this stuff. I heard this stuff before. You just repeated that just, just last, last week. Well, you understand there's more to learn. And you just got to hear it over and over again. People get, a, you know, I've had eggs and bacon. But just because I had it one time doesn't mean I'm going to stop. Amen? I mean, that's called watering the seed. When it's repeated, you water the seed. And when you water the seed, your faith will begin to grow. 
So you say, well, I've heard this. No, let me say this to you. We've got to keep hearing and hearing, especially in the world we live in, because the natural fights the supernatural. The things of the flesh fight the things of the spirit. Then you have to keep washing your spirit over with the reality that these things about faith. Faith is absolutely the key that we need to get a hold of, and we need to get it in us deep, because he says it's according to your faith. What you believe affects how you live. You do understand that faith is a noun and believe is a verb? Not, I heard whole sermons, people separate the two. I said, what? It's the same thing. According to your faith. And so I don't know about you, I don't want to be overcome. I don't want to be pushed down. In fact, I want to rebel against the works of hell that are trying to control me with the sadness and the badness and the gloom. I want to go the opposite way. That's why when they said, no, you can't travel I'm going to travel. I want to do things we can do to get the gospel out in Jesus' name. And always it's not easy. Like when you travel today, it's a little bit like Russian roulette. They go, let's see, what do we got today? Oh, no, we're not leaving today. We're leaving tomorrow. And they do it a lot. We're finding out in mission trips. They canceled us. Had a team there on Sunday night. No, it's going to be 8.30. No, it's going to be 10 o'clock. No, it's going to be 9. I'm not making this up. No, it's going to be 9.30. No, it's going to be 10. And I keep checking. Uh, how's, how's it going? Well, finally about 10.30, where they said, uh, there won't be a flight. We'll put you on at, 10th, at uh, 8.19 tomorrow. So they got to stay in a hotel. They get there. And we be, we be, we be here at 8.19. Uh, you're, on, you're not on the list. What? Don't worry about it. Here we, here we, here we go again. It'll be, it'll be 9. No, it'll be 9.30. No, it'll be, uh, this is just Atlanta today. And so people are just, and this goes on a lot. Everybody, it goes on a lot. It's like a roll of the dice. And I called them up. Remember that? I said, book another flight. Which they did. You know what? They never did have that flight. They canceled that flight after the second day. They said, well look, at, well, look at all the trouble. COVID testing. I was tested four times in five days. <laughs> I had a crazy French person. Now, I love the French, but this one was crazy. <laughs> I'm standing in line. He says... Do you have a vaccine? I said, no. Get this. He jumps back three feet. He, he doesn't have a vaccine. He like announces it. You know, that's why I want to just pass through France. I just want to stay there. I just want to just keep passing through. I said, you need another test. Sir, I just got tested. If you, you need another test. So I could say, you know, I don't want to get the nose stuck, this thing stuck up my nose. And when you go to Africa, their tests, I mean, I mean, how far up my nose do you need to reach? But you know what? I don't really care. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to do it anyway. I don't, I'm, I'm not backing off. He was saying, I'm not going to be overcome by hardship. We're going to get smarter and believe God for our airlines. When you go to the, just, God, let me check on my spirit. Is this one being canceled? Which one should I get? He knows the ones that are going to be flaking out, but it's, it's madness out there. But faith is the key. You say, well, why is faith so important? Oh, faith is absolutely the most important. Someone said, no, grace is the most important thing. I've actually been in, I've been in conferences where they taught that grace is the new truth. And you must let go of faith to receive grace. <laughs> Heard it. I got up and left. I've never been back. 
What's so hard about Ephesians 2.8? By grace through faith. I mean, is that difficult? Let's see. By grace through faith. It says it right there. And it says, and, 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 and it says in Hebrews 11.6, without faith it's impossible to please God. It says in uh, Hebrews 6.12 that through faith and patience we inherit the promises of God. The Bible says in Romans 1.17 that the just shall live by faith. So I hate to say this, folks. My faith is so important is that every blessing, every benefit, and every promise only comes to you through one vein only, which is the road of faith. There's no other way to get it. And, this, and, and, and when the Bible says that it has that kind of importance, then I want to pay attention, and I want to learn, and I want to grow. Do you want to grow? Yes. Now, the Bible says I want to make sure I'm repeating this. I realize, but I want to get it down clear. That number one, every believer, every believer, you've been given faith. You've been given faith. Now, it may not be a lot of faith, but you're given faith. Jesus said if you have faith, it's a grain of mustard seed. Implying it'll grow. Your faith can grow. You put a seed in the ground, it'll grow. So step one, everyone has the measure of faith. Everyone has, say, I have faith. Don't tell well, I really have a hard time believing. Don't say that. You're stomping the very seed God gave you. God gave you faith. God is a faith God, and he made you and I faith creatures. Fish swim, birds fly, believers believe. It is as natural for you to believe the things you cannot see as is for a fish to swim and a bird to fly. Well, it's hard. Hey, I didn't say it was easy. But it's the reality of what God gave you. And when you get in the flow of it, how do we know you can grow in these things? Which is, which is point number two. Your faith can grow. That's the best news you ever had. Oh, I can have a little, but I can get it bigger. Because the greater my faith, the greater I can receive. Now, that should get you excited. That, that, that should really pump you up to say, you mean to tell me as I grow my faith, I can receive more from heaven? Absolutely. And so we got to understand that faith can be developed. It can grow from something small to something a whole lot bigger. And when you were born again, God put that on the inside of you. And faith is simply acting out what you believe. You act out what you believe. There was a man that had a type. Have you ever been to the Niagara Falls? It's a big falls. Big old chasm. You stand there. They've done more things. People have gone over the falls and canoes. Never seen again. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy who went over with a kayak. He never appeared. When they drained it one, one year, they drained it. There his kayak was, stuck in the rocks. Sad. But they have done some crazy things, like strung a wire across the whole falls. And had people walk across it. Well, they had one guy, this was back in the early 1900s, he had a, a wheelbarrow. He actually walked across, he had a crowd, and then he took a wheelbarrow, and he took the wire, I mean the, the tire off, so the wheel sat on the wire. And he pushed the, he pushed the wheelbarrow over. And everybody cheered, said, you're awesome. And then he put something in the wheelbarrow. Then he cheered, he got back. Then he says, okay, going to the next level. Who wants to get in the wheelbarrow? How you know you can think you believe until, <laughs> until I put myself in that wheelbarrow? He had no takers. He had no takers. But God wants you to know that you don't have to act out what you believe. You have to, you have to, if you believe it, you will, you will do it. And uh, 
So how, do I gonna, how am I going to live a life of faith? If I'm going to live a life, how am I going to live this life? Can I say, start step number one? You have to make a decision. That I'm going to grow my faith. No, really, it is like, I am going to be, I will not let people talk me out of it. I've had people tell me, oh, you're still having that, you know, when people, sometimes pastors can be disparaging. Are you still doing that revival stuff? Uh, yeah. Or other camps, depending on which camp you're with. And I love all pastors, but you have to understand, different camps do believe different ways. They said, oh, we used to have that faith stuff. You know, you're still doing that faith stuff? Uh, yeah. Really, I could be mean. I'm not. I said I could say, you mean you're not? But the, what can I say? But how? I have to make a decision that I am going to grow my faith, and that means I am going to make the Word of God a priority in my life. Do you know why? Because I happen to believe this Word that says faith is a victory. And not about you. I don't want to accept defeat from the enemy. I don't want to accept overcoming power in my life in any area. If there's lack in my life, I want to put my faith to say, God, I fall. I'm asking for the increase. And if, if you're in my shoes, there's always a lot i got to believe God for. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The property next door, our bill, uh, I mean, our property's nearly paid for. Have, so it's, it's coming down, down, down. And then we got to move to the next step. Under a place where there's a lot of stuff going on about the construction. Pastor Willie says, my God, Pastor. He said, they're shipping this stuff. Takes three to six months to get, and the prices are through the roof. And I said, well, that's why you have to smuggle the stuff in. <laughs> From Canada at night. We'll have to work out a way. There's, there are different things you can do. I'm, I'm, I'm one of these ways. I'm from Africa. We just come up with different ways to do things. There's a regular way, and then there's the Africa way. I built this memorial garden out here. My son is Georgia Tech grad construction. And he was, he was telling me, you need all these plans. Seems like it takes forever to do the, the, the construction way in America. You've got to have all these plans and all this stuff worked out and surveys and talk about the building and, and then change it. Months go by talking and looking at drawings and paying money. And then they come back with drawings that don't even look right. That's wrong. You have to say, if you pay more money, I said, I'm not paying no more money for wrong drawings. I'm, I'm, I said, I want to do it Africa way. I said, what's Africa way? I have it in here. And we just, my son, he doesn't like it. He said, just do it your Africa way. I said, okay. Of course, he told me it took way too long. You charge too much. You know how they are. It should be very efficient. I won't do that again because it creates a rift, you know. But the point is, <laughs> you have to do it. Listen, we have to step and be bold in faith. Faith says, you know what? I, like I had it in there on my heart, what it was going to be looking like. We're about ready to dedicate it. You'll see it. But what was in here is now out there. <laughs> you know, when God looks at you, first of all, you're far better looking than you think. 
Because you're a spirit being. And your spirit's made in the image of God. And there's this physical body of ours, but there's a spiritual part of us that's resplendent. If we could step out of our body, look at our spirit, go, whoa. Whoa, we're sparkly. Whoa, we're beautiful. Whoa. When God looks at you, all he sees is overcomer. That's all he sees. Overcomer. In every area. That's who you are. So this book is to help you see who you really are. And to walk by faith means you walk by what he says and not by what you see and not by what you feel. Not by what the circumstances say. It's by what God says. It sounds simple, childlike, but battles are won and lost on your stand on that fact. You walk by what God says about you and not by what you feel about you. You walk by what God declares your future and it's a good future. And I'm going to tell you what, we got to, the devil's all about beating up Christians. Jesus is all about building up believers. And how wonderful you really are. Say, I'm wonderful. I'm righteous. I'm holy. Hallelujah. No one loves you more than Jesus. No one has done more for you than Jesus. But he wants to do more. But he's limited to the level of your faith. Are you out there? Jesus wants to save every single person on the planet. He died that every person could be united with God. But he's limited to their faith. You have to believe that Jesus is the Christ. When you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the supernatural power of God comes upon you and you're changed. Which tells a lot about our destiny. Your destiny is controlled by what you believe and what you say. What you believe and what you say will determine your destiny. When you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ was Lord and you confess with, his, with your mouth, your destiny was forever changed. Jesus changes destinies. But the same thing happens for the rest of your life. You've got to get a hold of what God has to say about you. And so it's a, matter, it's, it's a walk of faith. So you can grow your faith. You know what? In the early days, when I first heard this message, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I worked at a decorating company for a season with another, other men. We restored buildings. For a season, I did that. But back then, we all bought cassette recorders, battery operated. Does anybody know what those are? <laughs> cassette tapes. You can find them in the museum archives. <laughs> They're right after the wax cylinder. <laughs> Dictation, wax cylinder. But we would plug our tapes in. I just grew up like in the early days. Someone showed me 1973, Kenneth Copeland, the first cassette tape. I said, who is this guy? He, he preaches like he's from another world. I mean, he's so direct. He's so bold. He's no wishy-washy. So we'd get, we'd plug stuff in. And listen for a whole series all day long. Listen, someone flip it over. Listen, 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 listen. Jerry Savell. I knew Jerry Savell back in the late 70s. And I listened. I've been to his meetings. For him coming here is like a, wow. 
the father, one of the fathers. And so I made up my mind, I'm going to grow my faith. I made up my mind, I'm going to get along with God. I made up my mind as a young man, I said, I'm not running around at night. I would shut myself up at night, just in the word. He says, a little fanatical, but I, I happen to believe that this was the key to get where I needed to go. Does that make sense? That this is the key. This is the key. That it will unlock every door the devil wants to bring you captivity in. Does that make sense? Whether it's your family, your children, your physical body. It's like you get this key, you work the key, you can unlock any prison. You can unlock every door. I was with my family in the escape room. It's this thing you pay. You get inside this room. They lock you in. And the whole family, there's, there's five of us. And you have to get out of this dumb room. And they got all these clues. You got to go over this room over here and you got to find something. And you got, you got the bookshelves and all this stuff. Has anybody been, you know what I'm talking about? And I'm, I'm out there. All I say, but one for Chris Hufton, we'd still be there. <laughs> we would be. You sometimes pays to put your kid through college. Thank God. I am getting my money back. Because we get this thing, and I mean, it's getting more complicated. You know, we've been there for quite a while. So now we're getting down to the end. And, what? You got to take this puzzle? And my son would go, no, flip it around. The other, and you take this from this hypothesis and triangulate it. I said, what? The? And then I get the number that hits the code, which opens up something else, which, I mean, it, it goes on forever. I said, man, I, I, I forgot my pillow and sleeping bag because I, I would be needing it. But you know what? To get out of that, there were things you had to learn to do when you got the right codes. You got out of the room. And people pay money for that? I don't understand. I would never do that again. <laughs> Please sign your life here. <laughs> but whatever thing you get caught up in, Maybe it's a habit you don't want to have. Maybe it's an anger issue. Whatever it is, God says, I've got the key. You can overcome it. You can break 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 it. Now, I don't know about you. That brings great joy to my heart. I can get out of any prison. And the devil sets him up. He'll call bad things to happen to you. Then he says, this is where your, your life's going to be. Doctors will tell you, you'll never get over this. this is the, they, they'll, 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 they, will, they will dictate to you, here's what it is. It's like doctor told me, you've got 90 days to live. No, I don't. Right. That's what you say. Amen. But I've got a Jesus that proved you wrong. Yeah. And I'm still here today, hallelujah. Yeah. You know what's so sad is that very doctor that just couldn't believe I was well. He just couldn't believe it. When I got well, he said, just tested me, tested me, CRT, you know. I did, I, I did so many scans, 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 scans. Cut off, he's got to be in there somewhere. I said, no, I'm healed. Oh, somebody like you, that far gone, I got to find it somewhere. Finally, I said, you know what? I'm out of here. And then he died. I said, I said Lord have mercy. Jesus. True story. I said, huh, careful. <laughs> so faith, I want to get this across. Not only can faith grow, but we got to get there. I'm going to take a little time at this because sometimes we glibly go, uh-huh, 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 I got it. No, we think we got it. Faith is over your spirit. Amen. Let me just say this. It's a little hard for people to get because we're so cranially operated. We think with our brain. You go through college using this. You go through school as this. 
data in through your ear and eye gate. Data, data. Computer. You can kick out the right answer, you get a grade. You keep doing that enough, you get a degree. Then we go into life. And God said, wait a minute. That's not how you operate faith. Faith is not about the mind. Now, your mind is the gateway to your spirit, but faith is not of the mind. Say, faith, faith. is of my spirit. Now, this you got to get that down in you because if you understand that and get to let the, let the word soak on you a while about the fact that you're a spiritual being. You're a spiritual being. So when Lazarus, the one in Luke 16, the beggar, not the one Jesus raised, this Lazarus didn't get raised. The Bible says... The angels carried him to paradise, to Abraham's bosom. Where was, the, where, where was Lazarus' body? Up there with the dogs licking his sores. He says the rich man died, and he was carried to a place of torment. Back in that day, before Jesus rose from the dead, all the departed saints either went, they went down into the belly of the earth, either to paradise or hell. The real man is your spirit man. The real man is your spirit man. 2 Corinthians 4.16, though the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. The outward man is your natural body. Your natural body, and we can put lotions and potions, <laughs> and we can put lipo and then suction and whatever else we can do. They said... The plastic surgery business is like, it's in the billions, which is great. Look as good as you can, as long as you can. Amen? But let me say this to you. The outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed day by day. If you keep renewing your inward man, it will affect the outward man. Listen, I believe it. You can age slower when your spirit man is in ascendancy. Seriously, you... You feed your spirit, you keep your spirit supercharged, your body will come along. I, I mean, if you don't believe me, go with me to the nursing home and see someone looks like they're 90, and they're like, how old are you? 62. What? <laughs> Do you have dementia? You don't know how old you are? No. I'm, they're 62. I don't know what I'm talking about. You go, you, you go to... People that like, you know, I look at them, I'm older than they are, but I don't look like them, thank God. But it has to do with your spiritual man. Your spirit man is the real man. Paul, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, he says, I bring my body under, I bring my body, lest I've, I've preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. I, I, who's the I? I as a spirit, I, my spirit man, bring my body because this body's not taking me to hell. You can make a decision. This body of feelings and flesh and weakness is not taking me to hell because my spirit, I'm going to build my spirit. And so what happens is people, and they love God, they're in the faith, but their spirit's weak. It's like your spirit's like a three-year-old. And your body 
is like a Schwarzenegger. And your spirit says, stop that. Schwarzenegger says, no. So sorry. So sorry. You got to build your spirit up. You got to get your spirit built up. Your spirit needs to be the Schwarzenegger. Does that make sense? Your spirit needs to rise up. But you understand that faith is of the spirit, that we are spiritual beings, and that this thing called faith is, is switching worlds. It's not in the natural. It's in the spiritual. It's not just in the, it's, it's not natural, it's supernatural. Do you, do you want to understand? This, this book is getting us out of the natural into the supernatural. Are you with me? But you see, you've got to understand, it's of the Spirit. That's why Jesus said in Mark 11, 23, 24. He says, who shall say this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast on the sea. But shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Everybody say believe. believe. But shall believe. believe. But shall believe. believe. Not doubt in his, where? His heart. Whenever the Bible says heart, for the most part, it's your spirit. Your heart is your spirit. That's your spirit man. Your spirit man is the man you should be more concerned with than your physique. People go out to the gym. Nothing wrong with going to the gym. Just don't take steroids. But when you realize your spirit being is the key, then you will never go to the gym before you've fed your spirit the word. That you will not, listen to me, you sh it's like your priority shift. That why, that's why the church cannot be a side issue. Because you could get a word of God in one service that can do, put a drop of key on the inside of you that shifts everything. Amen. And I know you can listen to CDs. And I know you can listen to the MP3s. And I know you can go out on television. And I know, and I know, I know all the different options. And they're all wonderful. That's what I do. I feed myself constantly. You look at me, I'm always, I am feeding my faith all the time. But there's something about the corporate gathering and the corporate faith that God can do something on the inside of you that it won't happen anywhere else. And so getting the word in me has got to be the paramount thing. But he says, listen, let's go back to that Mark 11, 23, 24. He said, if you believe in your, if, if you're not doubting your heart, but believe. It must say believe. believe. Then in verse 24, he said, what things do you desire when you pray? Believe. Believe. Who's doing the believing? Who's doing the believing? Who's doing the believing? Your spirit. Now, the problem with us is that we, we still have a head. And your head operates by the natural. When you step into faith, we say, I want to believe God for my healing. Your head will say, check your body, you're still hurting. Your head will say, no, wait, that's, that, that, that doesn't make sense. And your head will talk because you can't cut it off. It'll say, you know what? You're nuts. Those people are nuts. The Bible says out of Proverbs 3, 5, it says, trust in the Lord with what? All your what? Heart. Trust the Lord with all your heart. That's your spirit. Your spirit and your head are not the same. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Now watch this next word. 
and lean not to your own understanding. What's he talking about? Natural reasoning. Don't lean to what you, well, now, uh, uh, that doesn't make sense. Uh, I, uh, and I can understand how this is. The Lord told me to give an amount this week. And my mind goes through the ramifications. But my spirit says this is what you should do. Don't tell me you don't suffer a battle between your head and your spirit. Come on. When God tells you to, you know, some of you, you heard God say you need to be part of street reach. But you get out there, you're going, now wait a minute now, you got a schedule here. You and your mind will kick in. Watch this. you got to trust the Lord with your heart. Lean not to own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And oh, it's later than it's ever been. So you understand this. Now, see, Jesus is trying to get them over. Now watch this. He says, I'm telling you about the mountains that are in your life. A mountain. Think about a mountain. And like you're going down the road and all of a sudden there's a mountain which says you can't go any further. You have to stop. You're going nowhere. That mountain is blocking you fulfilling the destiny on your life. The calling on your life. The purpose on your life. There's a mountain. I should be over there behind it, but it's blocking my way. It's stopping where I can go. But think of what Jesus is doing. He said, let me tell you about your spirit. I'm teaching you spiritual principles and spiritual laws. If you learn to engage, will push you past that mountain. He says, you've got to have the God kind of faith. Have the faith that I have. Now think about it. Jesus did that for a reason because he's saying, I want you to understand something. What you believe in your heart, in your spirit, and you speak out your mouth, it'll cause the mountain to move. And so what life's about, developing your faith. Now think about this. It's programming my spirit with the word. And programming my spirit where my spirit has the ascendancy and I go here before here in making decisions. Does that make sense? Like in business. You, even people of the world, people that are not even saved, they'll follow their hunches. And be successful. Because what? They're following their spirit, even though it's unredeemed, but they have a sixth sense about them. Does that make sense? So Jesus is saying, listen, there is, there is in this book the way to walk as an overcomer in every area of your life, but it's going to be by your spirit and it's going to be by your faith in what I declare over you and not what your circumstances dictate or what the devil pounds you with your head. Amen. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, no, 10, 4, and 5. It says, pull down every stronghold and every thought that comes against the obedience of God. Every thought that wants to speak contrary. Now, I have to stop here. I have to unhook. I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. I feel like I could go two more hours, but I have to stop. But let me just say this. You are on a life track for complete overcoming in every area of your life. You've got to get this on the inside of you. And you've got to... You've got to, on the inside of you, let me get this. Heaven has no plan for you on earth for your defeat. Heaven hasn't some plan up there. No, 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 no. It's what the work of hell does against you. And heaven's only plan is that you operate as an overcomer. That's the only plan that God has. And so you got to get this in your spirit. God wants me to overcome. But he's limited according to my faith. And not about you. 
I've got to shut it down. But to me, there's nothing more exciting than learning about this wonderful truth. That there is no mountain. Listen to me. There's no mountain that you cannot remove if you'll simply develop your faith in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I don't care if a sickness is holding on. Well, I've been prayed for for five years. I don't really care. Don't you back off. Listen to me. There's another whole sermon about you don't back off. I don't care where you find your life. You don't like things in your life. Watch God completely turn it around. Because you were born for this. Isn't this exciting? Jesus, you're wonderful. Jesus, you're powerful. You're the overcoming power. And our faith releases his force of overcoming. Anointing. So let's pray. Father, I... I, Thank you once again for listening to World Harvest Church's podcast. World Harvest Church is pastored by Pastor Merrick and Linda Houghton in Roswell, Georgia. If you're interested in learning more about us, please visit our website at whcga.com. Like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing WHCGA into the search bar on both platforms. And we hope you have a blessed week.